Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 159, Pete and his Kid Do Disney, part two. My name is Pete, and joining tonight is Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Yeah, Tom, you definitely said the wrong thing last week. Yes, I said the uh, the Matt statement. What's up, everybody? Like, like people can talk back to me. <laughs> and I was just doing it in spirit of, of Matt, I think. Well, I thought about it, and actually, if I think back, I used to not know what to say at all, like, to start this. And he was like, hey, what's up, Matt? And then, you like, Tom... Well, Tom used to say, what's up, everybody? And I realized I stole it from him without realizing I did, and then he had to change it up to something else. Well... Well, here, here we are now, um, di- and, and I'm just going to gonna talk through it, and our listeners can laugh if uh, they think it's funny, but to start the podcast so we can get the timing correct, we all clap at the beginning of the podcast. Did it sound like that we all clapped at a different time to start this one? <laughs> it wasn't even close. It wasn't anywhere near close. Well, I will, I will say that, you know, you two guys, like, y'all are doing God knows what waiting for the clap. Like, we started a countdown to five, and then y'all make some hand gestures, and then... You know, you guys are making faces, and I'm like just sitting there, like waiting for the five. So I think I clapped first. I don't know what you guys did. Oh no, you, you did not clap first. You definitely clapped last, and I clapped very quietly because my wife is asleep. So do we, do we think that this is part of the problem? Why, like, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Actually, I'll tell you what's well, part I- of the problem: the fact that you tried to to host this this podcast tonight from your neighbor's Wi-Fi, it felt like. <laughs> Apparently so. I, I'm not really sure what, you know, We I can count on one hand the number of times that I've had like serious internet problems. And for some reason tonight, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm on my neighbor's Wi-Fi. Well, the funny thing is tonight, if you guys can't tell, we're all pretty jazzed up to be doing the podcast because we had no plans to do this podcast tonight. Earlier today, Pete, like, texted her yesterday, hey, can you guys podcast on a Friday? And Tom and I said, no, we couldn't. And then we were going to podcast, you know, tomorrow. And so then later, Tom and I had a baseball game we were going to watch and it got postponed. And I said, hey, guys, want to do it? So now we're like scrambling, trying to get this, trying to get this going. But yeah, Pete was not ready on the Wi-Fi and internet situation. Well, and and not only that, we didn't really plan to, uh, to do this podcast at all, right? We were going to, we're going to finish this up over on the Patreon, I think, which is what we told you guys last time. Well, surprise, we're actually going to finish it here. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone wanted to hear the end of your trip. I don't know how you only got through two days of your trip on an hour-long podcast, but you did. That's what you did. We had a lot to do. Well, the fun thing is, this is going to be a big surprise for me, too, because I have not been on that podcast. I haven't heard anything about Pete's trip. Well, so let me recap real quick for you. So Friday night, we got in. No Magical Express because the line was really long. Took an Uber. Uber was great. Amazon groceries were late. Uber Eats was terrible. It didn't get there till like 11 o'clock. All right, so 11 o'clock, we go to bed. We wake up at 5.30 a.m. the next day to go to Magic Kingdom. 7 a.m. arrival at Magic Kingdom. Lots of rides prior to the park open. Got a lot done. Lunch at the Plaza, which was good, by the way. Uh, back to the hotel, back to Epcot, kid fell asleep, had some drinks, went to Cinderella's Royal Table for dinner. I was late. 
uh, through no fault of my own, Disney Transportation's fault. So that was that was day one. Cinderella's Royal Table, again, I mean, great for a one-time thing, wouldn't go back again. So I'm just kind of sitting here like, that took an entire podcast to get through? No, no, no. That no, was that just was day, day one. one. <laughs> that was just day one. So day two, Magic Kingdom again, uh, we were running late because of a security guard situation with security. Uh, I think his name was Paul Blart, Blart Mall Cop. Uh, that was man in the security gate at the uh, contemporary and uh, got diverted to the transportation ticket center. Lines were really bad. Had brunch at Topolino's Terrace at uh, at noon. We went to Hollywood Studios after that. Rode train wreck. O- went to Oga's. Uh, frozen sing-along. Kid got sleepy. Back to the hotel. To the pool for a couple hours. Uh, had, 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 uh, had a very good Mai Tai at the Tiki Bar there. And then we had dinner at Sanaa that night. And the service was really bad. Kid fell asleep at the table. Well, I mean, what time? What time was your reservation? Uh, seven thirty reservation. Okay, yeah. So your kid's been Disney World all day. You do a seven thirty dinner reservation. You think your kid's going to stay awake? That's on you, Pete. Uh, no, no question, no question. So that's where we ended it. I think was at Sanaa, correct? Yeah, and and a couple notes for me. One, before we dive in tonight, we're we're gonna have to visit and hear from Kingdom Strollers because they did such a good job for you on your trip. But two, oh yeah, by the way, didn't mention that on the recap, but Kingdom Strollers phenomenal on time. Stroller was perfect on time with pickup and delivery. Super easy. Didn't even mention that that they were our sponsor. Yeah, because so, they don't know who you are, Pete. <laughs> so no clue who I am. So I the, the other point I wanted to share was that. When Pete started getting negative, so Matt is like the Matt is like the figment of our podcast, always happy, and you could just see his face just sinking into itself when Pete started being negative. Matt's like, "Oh boy, here we go, Mister fifteen hundred dollar night room, Pete. Here he goes." But uh, no, it's not all negative. Well, not only that, but the one thing I do remember from your trip, Pete, is you were texting us. It had to be a Saturday, and maybe you were Magic. You had to be a Magic Kingdom. But you were, we were talking about the rides that you had done, and I, I said, go to Splash Mountain. And you're like, well, my kid might be a little scared of that. And I was like, just wait at the end of the ride so she, so your child can see all of the happy faces coming off the ride. And Pete immediately went to, no, my kid's going to see all the kids crying, sad, scared, leaving the ride. But what I didn't think about is, is that everybody has masks on, so you can't see their faces anyway. Exactly. I mean, your kid would have loved it. It would have been fantastic. Did you get to ride Splash Mountain really quick? I I did not. I did not. So that uh, we had went to back hurt. To Ma- yeah, it did. We went back to Magic Kingdom uh, on Monday, and uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, I did not get to ride uh, Splash Mountain. It was just it was always an hour wait. How many times did y'all do Magic Kingdom? Uh, we went to Magic Kingdom one, two, three, four times. When's the last time you've been to one park four times in a trip? Uh, last trip, actually. Trip well, before this. well, you know what I mean. To, before that, went no. I mean, the trip before that went to Epcot pretty much every day. Oh, nice! I never would have believed that, but yeah, cool. So, like Tom says, we do need to pause here. Let's hear from Kingdom Strollers. I mean, is there? We're gonna we're gonna just skip the news for now. We'll, we'll catch up on the news on a future episode uh, because. Look, I got two days to get through, and I don't know if I got enough time to do it. So let's pause for a second here. Hear from Kingdom Strollers. Again, excellent experience with them. And then we'll come back and finish up. So your family is coming to Orlando. 
and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alright, guys. We're, we're here. It's Easter Monday. So it is the Monday after Easter. And I have planned this because I figured we were going to have a late night. And, and I don't know if we talked about this, but Tom had actually gotten me a Sanaa reservation for Sunday night prior to us getting there. I canceled it and I got a... What did I get? I got a Hollywood and Vine reservation. No, I'm sorry. I got a Hollywood Brown Derby reservation for dinner at like 6.20 canceled that I got a Hollywood and Vine reservation at like seven o'clock because there's characters there and I figured the kid was gonna love the characters she loved the characters at top I'm just laughing because like Pete's like getting all his dinner reservations confused because he probably had like eight of them at each park just in case they ended up at it that ins- particular park it was insane it was absolutely insane how many dinner reservations like I Pete had. you're gonna be on a list where they're not gonna let you make reservations going forward because you made so many you did not go to last trip uh, I made every one of my dinner reservations, um, and the ones that I didn't make got moved to a different day. It's okay. it's amazing how that happens. So I did not miss any dinner reservations at all. But you ended up you didn't end up eating Hollywood and Vine that Sunday because no, we did not. We did not. We uh, but I figured it was going to be a late night that night. So, but no, we did. We ended up eating at Sanaa that night instead. And and let me tell you, Sanaa was great. And I know I talked about this in the last podcast, but we literally walked out our door five feet to the elevator, went down because Sanaa's on the first floor. The lobby's on the second floor of Kadani Village. Went down to the first floor, and boom, you're at Sanaa. So like when my kid fell asleep in the in the uh, restaurant, it wasn't that big of a deal. Because it was literally a, a two-minute walk to get her back uh, into bed. That's, so that's the dream I've always had. And I may have said this last episode, but I'll say it again. When Polynesian is is rocking, right? Like right now it's under construction. It's a shell of itself. We all know that. We've probably all seen the pictures of the, of the newly themed rooms. But like when we finished at Ohana and then we hit Trader Sam. Is it Trader Sam's? Yeah. And then And then we have to get in an Uber and go back to the hotel we were actually staying at. I'm always like, guys, let's just pool our money together and get a, get a one room here now. Yeah, you know, the, the issue is with the Polynesian, and, and it is likely that if I stay at the Polynesian, it'll be DVC. The problem is the DVC rooms are nowhere near the uh, the lobby. So you've still got a hike. Yeah, it'd be... It's actually, when the monorail's running, it's actually probably better to be staying at Contemporary because you just hop on the, uh, hop on the monorail. Yeah. You don't have to walk. Yeah, but if you stay at the Contemporary, that's going to be like your last stop from Magic Kingdom, which could be kind of annoying. True. But, I mean, and honestly, the walk from Magic Kingdom to Contemporary is is quicker than any other mode of transportation. 
The one thing I will say, like, if I could have a, hot- a hotel just, like, pop up right next to Main Street USA, like, literally right next, that'd be perfect. Because whenever I leave the parks, I'm so tired that getting home is more exhausting the entire day at whatever park I'm at. Well, and it's even, I mean, it's even worse now just because of the transportation situation. Yeah. Which we'll touch on here in a minute. Um, so, Monday. So, again, Sanaa, Saturday night, kid or Sunday night, kid fell asleep. Monday, we had Epcot. And uh, so Epcot, Epcot does not open until 11 o'clock. So I knew that we were going to not have an early morning because, I mean, the last, to be frank, the last two days had just been ridiculously early. So I, I but I did get a reservation for us at, I think, 930 at the Wave at the Contemporary. And uh, so, so yeah, we went over to the Contemporary, uh, took an Uber because really that's the only reliable transportation right now at Disney World is, is Uber. Uh, and and even Uber's hurting right now. It it I mean it's a fifteen minute wait for an Uber anywhere you go. But we did Uber, and and this was the very frustrating part for me. So Sunday, and I think I shared this on the last podcast, but we'll uh, we'll bring it up again. Sunday, my plan was I had ordered food from Contempo Cafe, which is a quick service restaurant in the lobby of the Contemporary. My plan was to have Uber drop us off at the Contemporary grab our food from Contempo Cafe, and then walk from Contemporary to Magic Kingdom, thereby avoiding the Transportation Ticket Center. Well, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, decided that he wasn't going to let us into the Contemporary. And uh, and so we ended up having to go back to the Transportation Ticket Center. I didn't get my breakfast, so I was cranky. It was just a bad situation. Tell me, Pete, well, Pete that's, that's why you were cranky? Yeah, there other reasons, but but that was the main reason I was cranky. So Monday... We we had reservations. We had breakfast reservations at the Wave. We got to the to the guard at the Contemporary. She just waved us right through. She didn't even ask if we had reservations or if we had food. Or didn't even ask. Just waved us right in. So it sounds like one person did their job. The other person did not. And you're excited for the person who did not do their job. I, I mean, hey, it is what it is, right? <laughs> just don't, you got to love the consistency. And I and I'll tell you on that note. I went to Grand Floridian once, drove my own car, and the the guy's like, "I don't usually work here. Um, try to park over there. You have a reservation or anything?" I said, "No, we don't." <laughs> he just just busted it. He just let me let me walk in. We went to uh, went to Enchanted Rose and, and drove home. <laughs> so we did get to Contemporary a little early because, and I didn't know this. My wife had never seen the Contemporary before. I mean, she'd How? seen the outside of it. But she'd, oh, you're talking about the inside. The okay, I was going to say, yeah, how? She'd, she'd never ridden the monorail before, and she'd never been inside the Contemporary before. What, do you take your – you know, now I'm wondering if you if your wife hate, didn't dislike Disney prior because you take her and just tell her, you got to stay in the hotel room. I'm going to go to the parks. <laughs> well, not – I not, mean, that's like taking the old ball and chain reference to a new level. Pete doesn't let his wife do Disney. How has she never seen the Contemporary? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm really strict about keeping to a schedule and there's, you know, the, our last trip, there was no extra time in it. So I made sure to allow some of this extra time so we could actually walk around the contemporary and, and see everything. So we did. We walked around, we checked into the wave. Now the wave is on the very bottom floor of the contemporary, uh, right next to, uh, right next to where you check in. So before I hear your, your, your overall opinion of it, I just want this to be known. I don't want you. I don't want to be swayed. When I went to the wave, my wife and I went. I did not like it. 
I didn't like how tucked away it was, how dark it was inside. It felt like I wasn't in Disney anymore. It felt like I was in just a, a nice hotel at a nice hotel bar. Yeah, it, it, no, did you, you guys didn't go for breakfast, did no, you? No, so we, and, and I may have not gone to the same area you went to. I walked in and there was like a bar right in front of us. We yeah. sat, we literally, they sat us at the bar. Okay, yeah, so, so there are, I mean, there is that bar there. The tables are around the corner kind of from that. You walk past the bar and the tables are right there. But you're right, it, it doesn't really feel like, it doesn't feel really feel like a Disney restaurant. Now, the issue was Chef Mickey's was not open. And I, I didn't realize that, but... Uh, Did you ever figure yeah, out Chef, why? I didn't. You know, and it was weird because we took the monorail, and I think I mentioned this, we took the monorail on Sunday from the Transportation Ticket Center to Magic Kingdom. And so, of course, we, we rode through the Contemporary, and yeah, Chef Mickey's was completely empty Sunday, and then again on Monday, it was completely empty. So, don't know why, uh, but the Wave was the only option for us. It was... The wave was good for what I wanted it to be, and that was just a quick, easy breakfast. You know, it, it wasn't because I had spent all the money in the world at Topolino's Terrace the day before, um, and it was Topolino's Terrace, and it's it's very over the top with with everything because it's you know it's it's kind of a I mean it's a deluxe resort obviously. The restaurant is at the top of the hotel. You know, you've got the characters running around. And it's expensive. I mean, I think breakfast is $69 a person or something like that. So it's expensive. Yeah, it, it's probably on par with Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, and, and of course, it's it's for two reasons. One, it's the over-the-top atmosphere you're paying for. And then, you know, character m- meals are always more expensive. And and there aren't any right now. I mean, that's really the only one right now. Well, True, char- true character. But and, and they still don't come to the table. Right, they don't. They they come within about five or six feet of your table. Okay, so they're they're close, but but no, they don't come up and hug you and take pictures with you or anything like that. And did they give you the pre autographed card? They did. Yeah, okay. at the end of the meal, we got pre autographed cards. But anyway, so, so the wave, yeah. But but the wave, yeah, the wave was again. It was good for what it was. We got in there. We had a quick breakfast. The the, the servers were very professional, very quick, almost rushed. I guess, and, and and maybe that's the experience that some people say that they have at uh, at Ohana, where they're just and they were busy. I mean, there was there was a line to get in to the wave, so they were trying to turn tables as quickly as they can as they could, and so maybe that's well. If there's one meal, I'm going to be rushed. It, it to me, I want it to be breakfast because I want to get to the park, and 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 we did. Yeah, so and we that's, absolutely that's, did. maybe they. You know, they saw you had a little one with you. They probably assumed these people are going to Magic Kingdom. So, so, so after we got done with breakfast, we uh, we Ubered over to Epcot because again, I didn't want to. The, the monorail to Epcot is not running from the Contemporary, and uh, I didn't want to didn't want to risk the bus. So we uh, went to Epcot, got into the park. Like I said, the park opened at eleven o'clock. We got into the park about. 10 after 10, quarter after 10, and uh, went straight to test track. Much like Matt and I did in our last Epcot trip. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I took my child, my, my sweet four-year-old little girl on test track. It was not a good experience for her. <laughs> did, did you worry? So two questions. One, about, about your, your daughter. 
one, did you worry you would ruin the day because she hated Test Track so much? Then two, what did, um, you know, we've heard, you know, JC was a guest on our podcast and he talked about the Test Track queue itself and how crazy and just all over the place it is. Did did you experience that at all or no? We were pretty close. Uh, now they've, since we've been, and well, I guess you haven't waited in the Test Track queue well, my wife is just a whiz at kind of looking at, you know, she uses the app. She's constantly on it. And yeah. it was always at like 90 minutes and neither of us wanted to wait that long for it. Yeah. So it, it goes really all over the place. It, um, and in fact, it goes back down with, after we got off the, the queue for test track was almost to figment is kind of where it ends up. Hold on. You said the queue to test track. Was almost to Figment? That's a cross. Correct. That that's makes a, no sense. It's all the way across. The, I understand that. I understand that. That's like, incredible. Is that because of so, so, like social distancing and like well, goodness the, gracious? The, it was a, it was an hour and I think it was an hour and thirty five minute or it was a hundred and thirty five minute wait uh, when when we got off it. Wow. So yeah, it it, it curves all the way around. Behind, uh, behind spaceship Earth, um, and it, and it goes, it goes all the way. It, it's kind of tough to explain, but yes, it was it, the end of the line was over by Figment. That that's so um, really similar. What was to the JC line for shared. Figment? What's that? How long was the line for Figment? We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. So after we get off test track, my my thought is. All right, let's go do living with the land because I saw that the the line for Soren was sixty minutes at this point, something like. So you can't, and and again, I have a stroller. With, I have a stroller with me. Well, you can't bring a stroller into the land. They will not let you bring a stroller into the land. And stroller parking is back towards Spaceship Earth from the land. So my wife and kid went into the land, and I went to go park the stroller. Well, they got down to living with the land. They held me up along with four or five hundred of my closest friends at the entrance to the land. They said the land was at capacity. Did, did you tell them your wife was inside? Uh, yeah. You think they cared one bit? I, I'm I'm laughing kind of because I've derailed I've derailed the focus here. Matt was eating a snack while Pete was talking, <laughs> and you just heard this bag crumpling. So I sent a GIF or GIF, how you say it, of the Cookie Monster, and I said, "This is Matt while Pete is talking," and it says, "Oh, nom 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 nom." As soon as I saw that, I, I lost control. I started laughing. Um, so, Pete, you're telling me you couldn't do a child swap with your wife to get into li- living with the land? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not I couldn't get into living with the land. I couldn't get into the land pavilion. That's incredible. I mean, Pete, all I can think about is they just decided, like, there's no way this man actually has a child with a woman. Like, he's just here by himself. Well, I was not, again, I was not the only one outside. Now... So the the problem was that the- <laughs> time out, time out, Pete. It reminds me of the movie The Titanic. I have a child. <laughs> well, Let me on the life. Okay, that was not the case. But <laughs> but I will tell you that the line to get into the land actually ran back down all the way down the ramp going up to the pavilion and started and and went back towards Figment and started hitting the line for test track. So there was like a co mingling of lines right there. It's, it's and, and we'll get to this at Animal Kingdom. You have the same problem have, too. Have you ever seen this? Never. This is, I've never seen this before. 
Well, I feel but like a commingling of lines like really wouldn't really wouldn't matter if there was six feet distance. I mean, you could just kind of like snake it through. Yeah, it it gets it gets to be a mess. So couldn't get into the land pavilion. I sat there for fifteen minutes before they started like pulsing the crowd, and I worked my way up front. And so I did eventually meet up with my wife and kid. We we went on living with the land. Uh, you know, it was Abigail was my daughter was very scared at this point. Because we had just gotten off test track and she was worried that any ride we got on was going to go that fast. Uh, so she w- she she was very nervous that the boat on Living With The Land was going to all of a sudden like go 60 miles an hour, just haul off and, and take off. But <laughs> obviously it does not. I'm glad that you were able to get in Living With The Land, but I'm still kind of thinking, I'm surprised you just didn't walk over to Mexico and be like, hey, I'll see you in a little bit whenever y'all get out. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. I'm also I'm also laughing that he Pete subtly told us he cut the line. He said, "You know, I, I worked my way to the front when they were pulsing the crowd in." So he cut a lot of people <laughs> to get into his child. I absolutely I absolutely did. Because I figured my wife and kid are already in there. I mean, so, Pete just so gave get, out like I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Just let, let me get a little a little closer. So so Pete, you did live with Lynn and Soren? No. So Soren had a 65-minute wait. Uh the line for Soren actually was a separate line than the line to get into the land. But I didn't know that at the time. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's just, it's a mess right now. But, so we left the land and we went over to Figment. And we walked pretty much right onto Figment. Uh, and, and we were very lucky that we did because when we were getting off Figment, the line for Figment had worked its way back and was snaking back towards the land, like up the ramp to the land. And th- and this is what you see happen and I and I know people talk about Animal Kingdom, but this is what you see when and like in Tomorrowland, if Space Mountain ever goes down or the lines out the door, everything else just people just go to the next closest attraction. And so I'm sure what was happening was oh, we can't even get in the land. Ah, here's a ride over here. Let's get on this one. And which then makes Figment bubble up to however long the wait actually was. So Pete, I actually have a question for you. Um like just being like a fast pass connoisseur, like you, you haven't been on a Disney trip in a long time without having fast passes that you know you planned out and you had dinner and all that. Did you ever think you're going to take your child for the first time and you're going to have no fast passes? You're going to have to wait in the standby line with your child for sixty five minutes or an hour and a half. Like, what was that no. experience like? And 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 we didn't really wait in line for anything that long. You know, we were very fortunate at Magic Kingdom on Saturday to not have to wait in. We we did a lot that uh, that we wanted to, bef- really before the park opened. Sunday we rode a couple rides. Um, you know, I I tell you, Epcot, and and when we went to ride Frozen on uh, on Saturday at Epcot, that was probably the longest we waited in line. And it was about 30 minutes. But everything else, we we tried to hit as early in the morning as we could. And that's why I was so insistent that we get there at rope drop. But, um... Well, do you but, think but that, no. like, do you beat a lot of families there by getting there at rope drop? Like, I feel like yeah. that is something yeah. that getting a kid out of bed might be kind of difficult on a new place. You know, it's not home. Because I'm sure at your yeah, house, so, your kid's up at 6 a.m., but... Well, and not only that, but we... You know, having having just been in January, I knew that even though Magic Kingdom opened at eight o'clock, that they were really going to open the park at like seven o'clock or five after seven, uh, which is different than than the way it's been in the past. You know, normally 
an eight o'clock park open means like a 745 rope drop, something like that. So you get there 15 minutes before. Well, now it's it, pretty much as soon as they open the parking lots, the park's open. I mean, they got to get people moving through social distancing, all that. It makes sense. They don't have enough space. Yeah. So what happens is, especially mm-hmm. Hollywood studios, they're, I mean, they used to be fine with people just packing in like sardines, but now they, they can't. And so, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you, in that, the only other risky thing about being that first car in, you know, I, I have been the person where I'm counting the spaces because they skip a space for parking right now when they're first letting people in. And I'm praying that I don't, I'm not the car that starts the next line. All the way to the end of the row. All the way to the end of the row. So, so yeah, to answer your question, you know, no, I didn't think that this was going to be the first time that I took her. I figured it would, you know, we'd have fast pass again and I'd be able to work that system and we wouldn't wait in line and we'd be able to beat characters. And, but you know, we've, we adapted to it and look, she still had a phenomenal time. So I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to talk too much trash about it. Who it who had a better time, your your child or your wife? So I, I think my I think my child did, but I will tell you, my wife had had a very good time too. So the last time I went with my wife, it was I was very much in go 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 mode, right? Like we're going to get to the parks at rope drop, and we're not going to leave until they close. And I was very much not in that mode on this trip because I knew that my kid could, wasn't capable of. It's not your wife who you married, who you know, like the back of your hand and you guys know each other inside and out. It was, it's not my wife that can't do it. If I push her, she can do it. Oh, she (laughs) could. My child cannot do this. So your wife had a good time. So that's funny. She did. So tell us, so, so you obviously probably did some world showcase too in Epcot before you left. Yeah. So, so we, we got off uh, figment and it was, uh, it was still early. It was probably noon or something like that and at this point i said you know we need to we need to go ahead and i'm sorry that's not true at all we actually ordered lunch at breakfast i was going to say we ordered lunch at this point but we had already ordered lunch at breakfast we actually finished breakfast and i said hey regal eagle's going to fill up really quickly we need to go ahead and order uh, order lunch now so i i ordered we ordered lunch after breakfast at regal eagle I think for about like two thirty pickup because we figured that's that would be about the time we hit uh, we hit the United States. So so yeah, got off of uh, got off of Figment and went into the World Showcase and started in Mexico. And it's it's flower and garden right now. My wife is big into flowers and gardens, so really works out well for her. Uh, she was uh, she was very intent. They have they have topiaries set up in pretty much every like character topiaries set up in every country. She was very intent of getting a picture of my daughter in front of the topiaries in each country. So I said, okay, that, that's cool. We, uh, so we got, uh, we got into the world showcase. I went to the Mexico, we got to the Mexico pavilion and I, I said, Hey, let's go check out the Mexico pavilion. Went to go walk in and 45 minute wait to get in the Mexico. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think that kind of leads to people staying outside of the World Showcase and creating those very, very long lines from for living with the land all the way out to Figment and, you know, yeah, around the- Spaceship Earth to get into whatever you talked about earlier? But do you feel like people just like say, hey, I ain't waiting in that line. I'll just do something over here. And then people just. Do you think people know they can go in at Canada or can you not go in at Canada right now? 
No, I mean, you can go into Canada, but I'm, and I'm not talking about to get into the pavilion, but to get inside at Mexico. Yeah. Mexico is the only, the only country that's like this right now. There's, there's a line and it, it eventually gets to the point and it, it doesn't take that many people where they, they close the line off. So you can't even stand in the line to get into the Mexico pavilion. And, and that's the problem is right now. And that's the biggest problem that I have with, with Disney right now is that there's just not enough stuff open for the number of people that are there. So well, we every, talk about every, all the time. We talk about like throughput, and you know what? You know, Disney has to have all these crappy rides that nobody really wants to ride, but they have to have them because it has to move people throughout the park and and hold people up different well, places. And and not only that, it's it's not just rides. It's it shows too, but it's also shops. It's also drink carts. So if you're only operating half the food and drink carts that you normally operate. Guess what? Every single food and drink cart that's there is going to have a line that's 20 people deep. And and so, you know, you run into this problem where, hey, I want to get a bottle of water. Well, you have to go stand in this 20 minute line to get a bottle of water. And I, I experienced it when I got uh, I got a margarita in Mexico and I didn't again, I didn't get inside. I got it from the. Uh, I, I don't remember. Chozo. What's it called? Chosen a margarita. So, so like the argument the that I would make to you though is like if people are waiting in line twenty minutes to get a bottle of water, like hasn't the throughput just moved to a different part of the park? Like if you have to wait to get into a, a shop, you have to wait to get into a restaurant, wait to get to you know just a water cart. But but there's not enough there's not enough stuff to absorb the number of people that are there right now is a problem. So it's literally everything has that much. I mean, and you look at rides. I mean, you look at rides like. Voyage of the Little Mermaid that never have a wait, regardless of how crowded the parks are, even rides like that have 30, 45 minute waits. So it's, I mean, it's, it's every, it's everything. And there's just, there's just not enough stuff open right now. Yeah, it's tough. Um, all right. So how many days are you through now, Pete? So we're, I mean, we're only halfway through Monday still. So anyway, Mexico did Mexico. Pretty much skipped Norway, made our made our way around. I'm not going to go through all the countries, but I do want to mention in, in China. <laughs> I really thought you were about to go through all the countries. No, I'm not going to go through all the countries, um, but I, I do want to mention we did stop in. I did stop in China at Joy of Tea. My wife said I really need a coffee, and I said, "Have I got the drink for you?" Not only is it coffee, it's also tea and bourbon and chocolate. And she said, "Oh, that sounds really good." So went to Joy of Tea and got a Tipsy Ducks in Love. And I think I sent Tom a picture of this. There was one poor woman working at the Joy of Tea all by herself. The line for Joy of Tea was 20 people long. And there was one woman working there. Now I pray you gave her a good tip. Well, no, you don't tip there, right? Do you tip there? I don't know. I mean, I just throw people money. No, that is one booth that they they don't allow it. You'd have to have cash. Maybe you could tip with a cash cash tip, but I, I know that they don't give you a, a receipt to sign. They just ring it up and hand you your receipt. Dang. Now she, I mean, she was working it. She was she was going quick. And, if, and eventually, after I got my drink and my wife's drink, and we we moved on and kind of there's some tables that are that are over by Joy of Tea. Uh, there there was another gentleman that came and joined her, but but yeah, she. I mean, all by herself, just on an island by herself, just getting crushed. 
Uh, so, so we did. We eventually made our way around to Regal Eagle and, uh, and had lunch at Regal Eagle. And, and we walked through the rest of the World of Showcase. Uh, but, but by about 3.30 or so, we were, we were at the end. And I said, hey, let's, uh, why don't we go back and, and hang out by the pool? The, the, the lines for every single ride were over an hour. And it just, it just wasn't worth it to, to be there anymore, really. So we did. We went back and uh, hung out by the pool again. I actually hung out in the room on the on the balcony a little bit, watched the uh, watched the animals go by, and uh, so we had we had a dinner reservation at eight o'clock at Be Our Guest that night. So we had to go back to the Magic Kingdom again, and I had not until this point ridden the Haunted Mansion. So this was actually the first time that we took a bus from Animal Kingdom Lodge to any any park. I had Ubered every other time, but it just so happened that the bus schedules lined up. And we got back to Magic Kingdom about 6.45 or so. And uh, I saw, hey, Haunted Mansion has a five-minute wait. Let's let's go hop on it. And my wife and kid were like, no. So I went and rode Haunted Mansion by myself. And really one of the most eerie experiences that I've had, I walked in the, in the, in the uh, front entrance of Haunted Mansion. I walked all through the queue by myself, walked through the pre-show area and the hanging room. Didn't see another person until I got to the Doom Buggies and actually saw the cast member there putting me on. So it was really kind of eerie. <clears throat> so I have a similar experience with that. Um, and it's been a long time, but I was the same kind of thing. Like, I, long time listeners know that I went to, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table by myself, but. Um, it was like an e-ticket night or something where, you know, you had to stay on property and you got to stay in the park a little bit later. But I'm pretty sure outside of cast members, I was the only person for at least like 15 doom buggies, like in the Haunted Mansion. And the Haunted Mansion is not scary, but I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. We had that same experience on Tower of Terror, right? Villains. Yeah. Where we didn't see anybody. So I rode Haunted Mansion. I looked and the uh, the line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was down to 35 minutes. I had 35 minutes before dinner, but my kid wanted to ride Dumbo again. She wanted to ride the carousel again. She wanted to ride the teacups again. So we did not uh, we did not ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We went over and rode the teacups and Dumbo again. So is she like a fun teacups rider or is she like Tom? She loves to, she's not like Tom at all. She loves to spin on the teacups. Yeah, I'm just going to let that slide. I mean, a four-year-old, you know what? I didn't get dizzy at age four either. So we're just going to, we're just going to let that slide. Good for her. I'm glad she enjoys it. Maybe, maybe it runs in her blood, Pete. Maybe she got it from you. I mean, she, she must. So, So, yeah, keep going. At this rate, we might have to have a part three. Might have to have a part three. So we're going to have a part four if we go this rate. (laughs) We had dinner at Be Our Guest. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to belabor dinner at Be Our Guest. It was was good. Did she try the gray stuff? Yeah, of course. It was delicious. Matt, this is my this is my fourth time having dinner at Be Our Guest. Well, no, I, I, I'm sorry. Did did your kid try the gray stuff? Yeah, she did. She did try the gray stuff. Okay. Um, was it actually kind of delicious kind of for her cool, too? It was delicious. Kind of a cool. Uh, I think this was at. Uh, I think this was at Be Our Guest. 
she got her dessert was like uh, she got to decorate her own uh her own like teacup full of the gray stuff that's fun so they gave her like they gave her like frosting and stuff i think that was at be our guest anyway we uh had dinner at be our guest and um you know left pretty much a little bit after park closed we had time to go into some shops after after dinner and um and take some pictures in front of the castle at night and that kind of stuff so that was cool but uh, yeah after that we actually took the bus back to animal kingdom lodge from here because at this point i was sick of uh i was sick of paying Uber. and uh so yeah we we took the uh took the bus back to animal kingdom lodge went to bed and then tuesday last day so of course we're going to animal kingdom because that, it, it always seems like that's how it works out for me is Animal Kingdom on the last day. So we get we go to Animal Kingdom. Uh, park opens at 8, so we get there at 7 o'clock. Because I'm dead set that my wife is going to ride Flight of Passage. And uh, so this, we actually did do a, a rider swap on this. So we, we, we got into Pandora. We got to the park uh, and got back to Pandora about quarter after 7. And I pretty much walked on to Flight of Passage. I mean, it was there was a little bit of a wait. I, I might have waited ten minutes, but um, but but got on to Flight of Passage, and, and really easy process. Went up to the cast members uh, at at the front. We actually got in the line. Went up to the cast members at the front. Told her we want to do rider swap. She scanned my wife's magic band, and they went and rode Pirates of Pandora a couple times while I did uh, Flight of Passage, and. Um, so I got off Flight of Passage, grabbed my kid. We rode Pirates of Pandora again. Pirates of Pandora, of course, being Navi River Journey. While my wife rode Flight of Passage for her first time. And uh, so she was really impressed with Pandora. Uh, she she was really impressed with Flight of Passage. She said she was very scared on Flight of Passage. but um, But she wished she could have ridden it again. Because it's it's one of those rides that the first time you, you ride it you're just you're so overwhelmed that it really takes another another time on it to to really see everything. So from what I know about Flight of Passage, and it's not much because you know you guys know I stay away from spoilers. To be scared on Flight of Passage makes me realize how real that attraction really is. To kind of feel a little scared, a little nervous. And knowing what the you know, the ride structure looks like, yeah, it's my wife doesn't do well on any kind of thrill ride at all. But um, but yeah, she really liked uh, she really liked Flight of Passage, but she was very scared by it. But again, loved Pandora, loved Pirates of Pandora. So we get off of Flight of Passage, and it's probably seven forty five at this point. So the park still hasn't opened yet officially, and we decide that we're going to go ride Kilimanjaro safaris because it's it's a good time to do that. Animals are all waking up, they're getting fed, so they're they're out there. Now, do you think that the cast members let us walk across the bridge to Africa to get right in the Kilimanjaro safaris line? No. No, they in fact did not. Yeah, so they would not. I could literally see the Kilimanjaro safaris line, uh, but uh, we were not able to cross that bridge. They made us walk all the way back around to Discovery Island. Okay, so all right, so where where the flight of passage queue goes to, right by Harambe Village, Harambe Market, yes. isn't there an? There, you can opt out of the queue if you get to that point. You you 
Yeah, so we could have gotten in the queue. But, but you would have had to probably, wait to get back there. It probably would have been quicker, actually, to wait in the queue. Yeah, I'm, I'm one through. who gets un- unbelievably frustrated. And this is not the level of crowd you you experienced. Um, this is a, a, a smaller crowd. But whenever I've gone to, whenever I've eaten at Satuli, you know, you, you pop that immediate left and you want to exit. But they won't let you exit there because they won't, you, they make you go around, in, like really inside of Pandora to exit. So I would assume, obviously, the same thing you're talking about. But it, it is unbelievably frustrating because the most efficient ways in the park, they, they almost have one way traffic going, or, or they have a queue across that pathway. And they only Correct. want to pulse the queue in one spot. Correct. So we walked all the way around back to Discovery Island and uh, and got in line for Kilimanjaro Safaris. Now, the line for Kilimanjaro Safaris was ridiculous, uh, the length of it. it. It moved rather quickly, and we ended up only waiting about 20 minutes. But the line goes... Back by Festival of the Lion King and and kind of back around and uh, all the way to Figment and Epcot. <clears throat> all the way to Figment and Epcot. No, it actually got to the point where people were very confused where the line for Kilimanjaro Safaris and the line for Flight of Passage was. And you had people getting in the Kilimanjaro Safaris line thinking they were in the Flight of Passage line. So they they weren't they weren't really uh, they weren't really great about that. But anyway. Got on Kilimanjaro Safaris, which is that's always a fun time. And and now we had seen animals out our out of our porch, you know, the entire trip. So Kilimanjaro Safaris was kind of old hat to uh to my kid at this point. But um while we were in line for Kilimanjaro Safaris, I started looking for lunch reservations for Satuli Canteen. Because I knew it opened up at ten thirty. And we were on a pretty tight schedule. We had to catch Magical Express at noon. So we really needed to eat lunch between 10.30 and 11 o'clock, which is a super early lunch, but regardless. When I when I got on the app, the earliest uh, lunch reservation I could get was 11 o'clock, or 11.15. So I was like, well, I guess we're not eating Satuli Canteen. But through much persistence, I was finally able to get a, uh, a 10.30 Satuli Canteen. So Kilimanjaro Safaris... Went over to uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug. And guys, let me ask you this question. Do you think my kid liked It's Tough to Be a Bug? Yes. I say no. Yeah. She was not a fan of It's Tough to Be a Bug. As soon as Hopper came out and... Yo, straight up though, Hopper is a scary, scary person. And he's not even a person. He's like a cricket or whatever he is. He's a a grasshopper. He's a grasshopper. I would have said cricket too, actually. What's that? I would have said he was a cricket as well. Well, like cricket's well, the same thing as a grasshopper. His name's Hopper, so grasshopper would make sense. But when he sprayed, when they spray that giant can of uh, of bug spray, and then the spiders come down, and it's the kind of disgusting. You, like my kid was not feeling it. She was screaming and crying the whole. It was it was ugly. It was really ugly. So kind of regretted that one. But got off of uh, Tough to Be a Bug and went over to Satuli Canteen. Super early lunch at Satuli Canteen. But, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't pass it up, right? Hold no. on. L- let me revisit this cricket grasshopper discussion. I googled, is Hopper a grasshopper? And I think he is. But did you know Jiminy Cricket's not a cricket? What is he? Uh, his name is Jiminy Cricket. 
So this this article says Jiminy Cricket is a fraud. <laughs> An insect expert has charged, alleging the cartoon character is not a cricket at all. Well, what is he then? I want to know what Disney has to say about that. He's the wrong now, color. Acor- according to Wikipedia, yeah. He's the wrong color. The, ma- the mouth is wrong. The eyes are wrong. And he has the wrong he number has, of legs. He only has four legs. Yeah. Well. Or four limbs. Well, I want to remind everybody it's a cartoon. It's not real life. So Jiminy Cricket's a cricket. They said people tend to look favorably upon crickets. Actually, crickets are garbage eating cannibals, given the opportunity. This guy, that guy well, hates crickets. I hope that Tom has a better trivia question than that because. I need a little bit more out of my trivia from Tom. That's really weird. Um, anyway, so Satuli, Satuli Canteen was good. Uh, Satuli, from Satuli, we went back to the bus and uh, went back to the hotel and hit the Magical Express and we were outie. So that that was a trip. You know, just, just a couple of thoughts to, to tie it up. It was crowded. I mean, it was the parks were as crowded as I've ever seen them. Transportation is still garbage. If Disney's got to up their game on that. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge was phenomenal. It was it was really tough to get a, around from a transportation standpoint. And and even despite the fact that transportation was not good, Animal Kingdom Lodge is just so far out that it's it's tough to get to and, and tough to get from unless you're going to Animal Kingdom. But Savannah View is well worth it. And... Um, I would say four years old is the uh, is a perfect uh, perfect age to take a little girl who loves princesses to uh, to be our, to uh, Cinderella's royal table. So, a couple takeaways for me. I I am curious if your trip took longer or the trip recap took longer. It was a close thing. It was a really close <laughs> thing. No, I mean, look, I'm glad that your your wife and daughter had a good time, and and I think. It was funny. Every time I texted you, I, I think I asked about both to make sure everybody was enjoying it because, you know, I know Disney was not your wife's favorite place. And I, I think the way you did the trip was, was really smart. I mean, a lot of free time to, uh, to kind of enjoy Disney and relax a little bit. You stayed at a nice resort. That's a good picture. He, Pete's showing us a picture of his daughter. A lot of waiting that she was doing, but a lot of waiting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the food sounded like it was great for the most part. The cast members se- seemed like they they were uh, doing the best they could, and you know, I'm obviously. It was funny a couple days after, a couple days after Pete left, he said, "Hey, I, I'm good, not going back to Disney for a while," and and we talked today about, man, we really need to book another Disney trip. <laughs> I'm ready again. I'm ready again. <clears throat> well. I'm so excited, Pete. You had a good time. I know that you know you, this is a trip you've had a plan for a really long time, wanting to find the right time. And I know, you know, 2020 wasn't the right time. 2021 was a good time, but I just know that you have instilled a love of Disney in your in your kid. So um, hopefully, you get to do it again soon. And I'll be excited to hear about your next recap. And there is nobody else in the world I would trust to plan a Disney trip. Other than Pete. So I know I give him a hard time, but it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad you, were, you you shared all that with us. A lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, trivia and secret for the week. What do we got? Yep. So starting with the secret of the night. Did you know Space Mountain's backstory is that it is space travel for tourists? In the queue, there's a sign that reads, Welcome Space Travelers, Starport 75, your gateway to the galaxy. The 75 is referenced to 1975, which is the year Space Mountain opened. I love that ride. 
Uh, going to the hey, trivia. Can we can we just talk about before you go to the trivia? So the window with like the two dudes like that are mission control or whatever when you're going up the lift hill. Yes. Okay, that window is disgusting. It is like covered in like brown goop. Well, you know, it's tough to clean in space, I think. That is gross. Well, that also is in our secret. Next time you ride, make sure to look for the brown goop. Uh, going to the trivia question from a couple weeks ago, I asked you, where can you find jewels and charms embedded in the pavement at Magic Kingdom? I even alluded to the fact that Pete maybe referenced this area at the beginning of our episode. Yes, it was near Aladdin's Flying Carpets. I, I was looking kind of for the attraction area, and you can find jewels and charms near Aladdin's Flying Carpets in Adventureland uh, of the Magic Kingdom, obviously. Staying in Magic Kingdom for this, the trivia question this week. The Haunted Mansion queue is loaded with great tributes, specifically in the uh, graveyard with the tombstones. There's one tombstone that reads, In Memory of Grandpa Mark. Who is that referring to? Uh, so if you know the name, you also will probably know the connection to uh, to the attraction. So uh, that's a little bit of a hint. You can tweet us at WDW Podcast or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. Trivia question again is, the Haunted Mansion queue is loaded with great tributes, specifically in the graveyard. Who is the tombstone named, uh, the tombstone with the name and memory of Grandpa Mark? Who is that referring to? So, Tom, this is now 159 trivias and 159 secrets. Do you feel like you're kind of kind of running out? No, I, I actually think I'm hitting my stride. Yeah, I'm, I've got tons left. All right, anything else? That's it for me. Yeah, if Tom has more of that, I'm excited. I'm now a Disney with kids expert. So any questions, any comments, anything you think I should have done differently, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. Um, I've, I've got another little girl who is about one and a half. So I've got another couple years before her first trip, but, uh, but I'm already planning it. We're already, we're already getting it. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Mendu WDW podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at Mendu WDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.